1: Attention Ditto Heads. Attention, bow Scouts. goes by the pseudonym Bo snurdly It's time for the soul of excellence.
2: He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York.
1: The rush hour is on the air. Rush,
0: rush.
1: Now here's Bo snurdly
2: Cosby filling in for my buddy, Bo Snerdly, who is having a well-deserved vacation this week. Uh, But there is no vacation on our U.S. southern border, and we're playing a little mariachi music. I think we need to play it up a little full, just because it is Viva Mexico today. And that is where our Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken is, and also Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, our Homeland Security Secretary. And it is just a joke. You've got these guys, and they're meeting with the president of Mexico, who is probably softer on protecting the border, clearly, I think, even than Biden, if that's even possible. I guess they're competing for the softest leader on the border So you've got them down there, and apparently they're going down to urge the Mexican president to get a little tougher on the border. Uh, How about securing the border? It is a free-for-all on our U.S.-Southern border. And to me, it is such a joke that we are now seeing our secretaries of state down there trying to talk about security on the border. Could it be because it's really hurting them in the polls? There was a new poll that just came out recently that showed that President Biden has only a 33 percent approval rating on the border. And I thought, who are the 33 percent that are approving him on the border? Uh, is there anything to approve of what he has done on our U.S. southern border? So do you have any confidence today that these secretaries and also others that are meeting with super soft border advocate? Uh, the president of Mexico, that anything's going to get accomplished. It's also an election year that we're heading into. And that's why they're really worried about the polls, because if they really cared about security at the border, they would just do it. It is very easy. There's a lot of steps they take, including adding border security. Yesterday, we were talking on and cosby and John Katzenmatidis had a great idea. He said, listen, take the 87,000 IRS agents that they were planning to add to investigate everybody in America and instead put them on the U.S. southern border. It's a pretty easy thing. You got a hole. You got no security. Just add more staff. The border agents that I talked to can't wait to go to the border and stop babysitting and actually protect our security. So what are your thoughts about what's going to happen today, if anything? Or do you think they're just going to do a little Band-Aid approach because it is now less than a year till Election Day and Biden is getting hammered on the border and hammered on the migrant crisis? And rightfully so. It is pathetic what he has done to American cities. And I also blame a lot of Democratic, a lot of liberal mayors across the country Also, Republicans need to put on a spine and buck up and say there should be no deal on the border. How can you do a deal for U.S. security? You need to say, listen, either you seal the border, you do X, X, and X, or guess what? You have no deal. They can't start bending and flip-flopping to the other side when the other side clearly is like, what border problem? They make it sound like everybody's like uh, uh, on some other planet. All you have to do is look at the pictures. And, in fact, right now, there is this massive, massive caravan that is coming to our southern border. It's coming by way of Mexico, and there are about 15,000 of them in this caravan. So, last week, they had the biggest number of crossings in one single day. It was 12,600. That is the biggest number in American history. And now in one single caravan, it looks like a mini city coming towards the border, 15,000 of them. And they're all saying Biden's going to let us in. They're doing interviews along the way. And you see people asking them, why are you coming? Well, because Biden says we can I don't blame these people for coming. If I heard a free hotel and a free this and a free that, I'd say sure as heck. I'm coming in. I'll take room service, too. That sounds great. Four star, five star, whatever. I'll take it. So I don't blame them for coming in, but boy is it creating a mess. And there is just a story about the Roosevelt Hotel, which is one of the processing centers, the main one in New York City, and that is where they're processing all the migrants that are coming through New York City. Anywhere now from 120 to 150 thousand dollars, fifty thousand migrants. Uh, the price tab, by the way, it just came out uh, from the mayor a little bit ago: three billion dollars. $3.1 billion is what it has cost New York City alone so far for the migrants, and they're still coming. And so the Roosevelt Hotel, guess what? The vendors at the Roosevelt Hotel are now complaining, saying that they don't have anybody uh, that wants to go to the shops there, that regular people outside of the migrants, because the migrants bring the little vouchers and things, but outside of that, Nobody else wants to come into the hotel. Would you want to go into the hotel when it's a processing center for migrants and go, what, grocery shopping or buy a shirt or do whatever it is? So the vendors are saying they should somehow be reimbursed. I don't blame them. It is a mess. What are your thoughts, everybody, and who do you blame? And do you have any confidence that anything is going to turn around? Or could it be maybe a little bit of smoke and mirrors because it is an election year and they're going to say, look, oh, look what we did uh, last week. Uh, forget all those others that came almost 10 million over the last three plus years. But in the last week, we we did plug the border. Remember that? I can almost see them just trying to pretend like they did just maybe a few weeks conveniently right before Election Day or a few months, hoping that Americans have a short attention span. But how can you forget When you see almost 10 million, they believe at least eight or nine million have crossed that we have on the record books. And they believe another one point eight, seven million, almost two million that are, quote, gotaways that we have no idea who they are. So you do the math. That's just what we know of right now. That is in our country, thanks to this president. And then you got these massive caravans where they're saying, boy, we can't wait to come. We are in a mess, and this administration wants us to believe that we are lying eyes. They're not telling us the truth. Those images, oh, of all these people running across the border, that's just phony baloney. Don't believe it. To me, that is such an insult. 1-800-848-9222. one And this is Rita Cosby sitting in for my buddy, Bo Snurdly. Meantime, Mayor Eric Adams was asked, well, what are you doing? Remember, he keeps trying to go to Washington every time he goes. Uh, at one point, they arrest his, li- his head fundraiser. <laughs> Remember, what a surprise. Uh, that morning, he has to turn around and come back. Then he's about to go another time. And they say, oh, well, meeting canceled, you know. So he was asked yesterday in a briefing, and he said, I just can't figure it out. For some reason, this president doesn't want to meet with me over the migrant situation. Take a listen.
3: Why, if you don't think sort of the vocalness of your complaints is why the Biden administration has denied your repeated pleas for aid. Why do you think they have?
4: Uh, um, I I am baffled, you know, that why uh, they're not seeing uh, Washington on the whole. And oftentimes people talk about the Biden administration, but I'm critical of Congress as well. Uh, The, you know, New York City, as I said, that we're the economic engine of this uh, country and state. Uh, I don't believe any of these cities should be going through this. I don't have the answer. And I think that's the answer that we need to uh, turn towards Washington. And that's why I talk about uh, New York City residents, that we need to go visit our lawmakers there and say, you know, what's going on here? And we had this slow process of educating New York City residents because many people thought that Eric was in charge of the buses coming in. That Eric was in charge of deportation. That Eric was in charge of um, making sure that we housed. We are operating within the law, and I believe that all New Yorkers should join us in saying this should not be happening in New York City. But uh, I don't have I don't have the answer there.
2: That is what you call uh, basically a circle back socky answer coming from Mayor Eric Adams. Uh, He doesn't have the answer there, and it is a dire situation. Yeah, the federal government was supposed to help him, but again, he shouldn't have advertised come one, come all to New York City. Uh, Maybe they might not have come, and they continue to keep coming. And now the White House, according to even Mayor Eric Adams, is blatantly blowing him off. He can't even get a meeting with the American president. That is a really dire situation, and it just shows the way A, that we have gotten into a pickle because the mayor advertised Sanctuary City right to shelter, come one, come all. And we also have an administration that doesn't want to hear anybody complaining about the migrant crisis. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Matt, Uh, line 4. Matt, uh, I understand you got some info on the Migrant Processing Center in New York. Go ahead.
3: Yes, yes. Yes, Rita, thank you for taking my call. There's a guy by the name of Carlos Tex. It's Carlos, and it has two S's and Tex, like Tex-Mex. And this guy was one of the hotel managers for not just the Roosevelt, but for a couple of them, um, for the migrants. He um, He became a whistleblower. And not only that, but he also pointed out what was happening at Westchester Airport that Rob Estarino brought up.
2: Oh, very interesting. So who is he? Who is Carlos Tex? Like he, what? Was, he was
3: working there, and he thought that he was doing a good job and trying to help immigrants. And then when he got to a, a leader, a deeper level of what was happening, he became a sort of whistleblower. So, so what is uh, so what happened him to
2: him and where is he now? What happened to him? And you think what you think maybe he can get some info on uh what's really going on behind the scenes there in uh Roosevelt Hotel?
3: Oh, sure. I mean, he was all, he was also noting that there was sex trafficking going on. And um so if you get him on He'd be a great person to interview.
2: That's a great idea. Matt, thank you very, very much. I appreciate it because you're right. It's important to hear from folks who have been there and seen it firsthand, throwing out the food, doing all that other stuff, which is just shocking. I'm glad our taxpayer dollars are going towards all that. Let's go to Ralph. Line five. Uh, Ralph, your thoughts. What a mess we're in.
5: Hey, Rita, how you doing?
2: Good, 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 good. I hope you had a good holiday.
5: Yes, yes. And you too. And I love listening to you. Uh, what I have to say about all of this, and to that last call of Matt, all of these federal laws on the books preventing, uh, if they want to enforce it, from people coming across the border. And we should be pushing up on those laws. We don't need any new laws. That's number one. Number two, Westchester County. I'm a private pilot. I fly out of there. And I see them coming in, unmarked airplanes with no tail numbers, driving right up to the gate. They get out. They're shuttled into buses, and they're taken wherever. Some of them are going to Somers, New York. Some of them are going to Rockland. This is told to us by the uh, police at the, at the airports.
2: Now, let me ask you, Ralph, are they still coming? Because obviously we knew when they were coming in, what was it, like a year ago or something, but have they come in recently?
5: Yep, and they keep coming, two, three, four in the morning.
2: Ah, and who where are they coming from, do you know?
5: Uh, no, don't know, because you can't even track the tail numbers because they take them off the airplanes.
2: Yeah, how convenient, huh? Isn't that interesting? Wow. Uh, Ralph, keep us posted, too. And by the way, have you seen them or have others seen them? Are they single adult males? Are they families? Who is it?
5: They're basically uh, all young men and uh, very little family and little kids. Basically, I would say 90% all males between 20 and 30. They, uh, they come in in the middle of the night. And I'm sure that these airplanes are owned or leased by the government, spray-painted, and got rid of the tail numbers so nobody can track them.
2: Wow. And how many have come in recently? Do you have any idea? Like, I mean, are we talking like a whole bunch? And how many on these? T- are they big planes? I mean, what kind of planes?
5: they yeah, 727s. Oh,
2: wow. All right.
5: Like uh, the old Bach 111s. But, yeah, seven twenty seven, 737s. And they come in, and they bust them right out. Wow. And I know they're going.
2: All right. Well, Ralph, do me a favor. You keep us posted. Keep us keep calling us as you get more details, because uh, that is interesting that they're still sort of sneaking in. And if you're doing something uh, that's above board, why do you take the tail numbers off? Why don't you just have it for the record books? Uh, that is really interesting. Ralph, thank you very much. Uh, let's go to Susan. Line four. Susan, what do we got to do? Uh, I, I, I'm i sorry. I'm so frustrated, but I believe
6: that it's about time, since all these people are getting a personal invitation from Mr. Biden. That when they commit crimes, Mr. C- Mr.
7: Biden should be right next to them.
2: Ah, you feel well. You know what? You know what's interesting, Susan. Obviously, it's hard to uh, arrest the president, but I will say that as they're looking at all these impeachment proceedings that James Comer and these guys are looking at. Obviously, they're looking at some of the money things. Um, I mean, you could make the case that keeping a border intentionally wide open, as it has been now for three plus years, uh, that that is a dereliction of duty. You know, you could you could make the case that that is absolutely uh, not in America's best interest. And if you look at some of these efforts, which we're going to talk about later on in the show, that they're doing against President Trump. Um, you know these states that are doing it, Colorado coming down, other states looking at it. Fourteenth uh, Amendment saying you know insurrection activity against America, um, opening a border and telling everybody to come through, not vetting them uh, for you know criminal records, health, a whole bunch of stuff. You could contend that that is a dereliction, and I, I rarely use that, but now that it has continued for so many years. It really is reprehensible what has happened. Um, and, and I feel the same way that you do. I'm angry, too, because it's so easy to fix. But you have to have the will. And if you have a president and an administration that doesn't have the will, and you have Mayorkas, who's down there meeting the president of Mexico, and every day you see him in front of Congress and he says, oh, the border's secure. It's not open. You know, I mean, th- that guy either needs to be fired or get an Oscar for acting. One of the two, because he's doing either, you know, I mean, both of them fit that criteria from that guy. It is just it is shocking to the conscience. And I do agree. Americans need to send a resounding message to this president that we care about our sovereignty. What other country in the world would say, hey, come on in. We're not going to check you. And we're suddenly going to add, you know, population of like 26 states under a presidency. Uh, and then there should be no deals with them either. That's the other thing. I'm expecting they're going to do a deal at some point. That's my my sense is at some point he's going to come out and say, you know what? We'll close the border, but then everybody who's here, all 10 million plus under his presidency, they're just going to have to stay. That's the deal. And Republicans should say no. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. We'll continue your calls after the break. This is Rita Cosby. And for Bo Snerdly with a little more mariachi music.
1: It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly on 77 WABC.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS?
5: For an appointment or newbridgehealth.org.
1: Entertaining and informative. James Golden, aka Bo Snerdly, is on the air. 77 WABC.
2: Go wrong with a little Richie Valens La Bamba because we are talking about the mess that is in Mexico and it continues to cross our border because our president has a wide open southern border, as the mother of all caravans, as it's being described, is set to barrel towards our border any day. It is already in Mexico. And it is headed there. Uh, By the way, it's a combination of like Cubans, Haitians, Hondurans. Uh, It started out about four or five thousand and it's picking up steam along the way. This comes, by the way, as we have this wide open southern border that we are also so worried about threats in our homeland. And that's why protecting and vetting people who have legitimate asylum claims, which, by the way, is usually a single percentage but those that cross the border um, and do it legally have been vetted, remain in Mexico, check. That's what they did under President Trump. It was working. But when President Biden came in, he said, no, anything that's labeled Trump needs to be blown up, needs to be eradicated. We have to do something different. I don't want to do anything tied to Trump, even if it was working well. And we are very worried now because we've got the issue with Hamas that's happening We have, obviously, Russia, Ukraine. There are so many things happening. And there are protests everywhere. Uh, Protests uh, right now going on. Uh, JFK blocking the roadway there at JFK. Also LAX, a whole bunch of protesters. These people will not stop. They tried to, like, block Christmas shoppers. They tried to block Christmas mass. I was at St. Pat's. They were right there when I walked out. Now they are blocking flight, people traveling over the holidays. I mean, this is ridiculous. When is it going to stop and when are they going to clamp down? And also, we need to understand who is in our country. Even Mayor Eric Adams of New York said they are very worried about what may happen on New Year's Eve and all these gatherings happening because there are so many, many concerns, whether it's Hezbollah, Hamas, uh, the Hutsis, uh a lone wolf in America. There are so many issues and NYPD has its work cut out for them. Listen to what the mayor said yesterday. Travelers flying from New York
7: City's JFK. Air-
4: uh, I wanted to ask There's something that's known in policing, um, particularly when there's some type of terrorist action, of secondary. Uh, devices and things like that, they want to draw attention from one area to go to a specific target area, we are really exercising our mental muscles to make sure that that does not happen. People have to maintain their locations and use minimum deployment from where a particular incident is happening happening, so that we do not allow people to take us off our of, of, of our goals. So there's some different strategies that we're going to put in place this year. Uh, to take into account all of these circumstances. And as always, we're monitoring the chatter. You know, we're man- monitoring the chatter out there so we could be, pr- be prepared.
2: Glad that they are monitoring it because you do not want to have a wide open southern border and also all of these things like the Christmas tree lights, all the lights going on in different directions, as the FBI director described under testimony recently. That's why more than ever... We need to protect our southern border. Uh, Let's go to Tony, line five. Tony, your thoughts. Hey,
7: Rita Crosby. I'll give you the lightest side, and then I'll hit you with the hard side. So we have the three stooges, Anthony Blinken, Alejandro Mayorkas, and Liz Randall Sherwood going to Mexico to take a siesta, which is one of my favorite Three <laughs> Students
2: episodes. Yes, that was a good one, by the way.
7: <laughs> what can we say? Okay, this is a joke, this is a sham, and this is a, this is a just a movie, mini-movie to make us all think they're working when they're taking a siesta and when the three students went to Mexico, they didn't know what anybody was saying, and that's pretty much what's going to be happening when these three students go to Mexico. In fact, Rita Carver, be. Our president and his administration are guilty of high crime. High crime is when you are leaving our country, open border. We're in so much eminent danger here, which the own, our own FBI has admitted. And yeah, the Three Stooges, what can we say, are in Mexico. President Biden, Alejandro Mayorkas,
2: Anthony Blinken, shame on you. Yeah, and by the way, uh, do you know uh, that Biden is in the U.S. Virgin Islands? Uh, He is all over the place. So he's MIA. He's sitting on a beach uh, trying to move that beach chair. Remember how heavy it was last time? (laughs) Tony, thank you very much. You are terrific. And, boy, are we in trouble. Uh, That's what's so, so scary because it is so darn dangerous. Let's go to Robert, line one. Uh, Robert, your thoughts about what we can do and what we definitely aren't doing.
8: Okay, Rita. Uh, you may be shocked by this. You know, how Curtis says about these uh, men, single of military age, coming into this country. Yeah. Majority. Yep. It's much deeper than that.
2: All right. The so, what do you what do you what do you think it is, Robert?
8: The countries these people are coming from. Most of them, military service is mandatory. They're already trained in arms and military tactics they can become a entrenched mercenary force in this country and they let them in these people in the administration are all traitors so is hunter and he has the indignity to go outside the senate all affronted while his father Left documents that he could copy all over the place at his properties? Uh-uh. No, we can't let them get away with this crap.
2: You know, Robert, uh, you, you actually you threw out a lot of stuff there. Uh, by the way, first off, you reminded me, uh, where is Robert Herr? Uh, That you, you may not even recognize that name. Uh, that is the special counsel who's investigating, supposedly investigating, President Biden with the classified documents. And you're right. Uh, Of all places, it was strewn all over the garage right by Joe's beloved red Corvette that Hunter was working on the engine on in the house where Hunter was staying. Uh, So there's still so many questions about that. And, boy, you're right, like a double standard of that. Um, And about the guys, um, and you're right, I remember um, Curtis has talked about it, and you see the images. We just heard even the guy who just called in uh, who was saying in Westchester, those flights that are coming in, are, again, single adult males. So why are they leaving the family if they're saying, I'm leaving the country because things are so bad and I'm being persecuted? Wouldn't you take your wife and kids if you're being persecuted? I don't think you'd want to leave them behind in a very dangerous situation, right? Uh, Which goes to the point, which is the reality that everybody who works on the border that I've spoken to, we've had many on our great shows here on WABC, and I would, I can't think of a single one that has said that it's more than eight or nine percent that actually really qualify for asylum. Often it's less than that. It's usually anywhere from one to eight or nine percent. So what's the other 91 percent plus, uh, coming into this country, uh, with the canned line? Oh, yeah, I'm being, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's not good. Oh, shoot. Oh, no, no, no. That's not why I'm here. I'm, I'm being abused. They have the kind of trained lines that they're told that they have to, like, spout out. There's this whole process. Um, and I am concerned. You know, it's funny. At first, when you saw a few people, you went, okay, that's odd that there's a lot of guys. Now it is really troubling that predominantly they are single adult males all coming into this country uh, claiming asylum. Most of them get court dates, if they get court dates at all, that are years away. Um, and you do have to worry about sleeper cells. You do have to worry about all this stuff. Look, New York, we've already been vulnerable before. We saw what happened after nine eleven. It was 19 hijackers that did it. And right now we've got 10 million people, basically, that we really don't have an accounting for. Do you think any of these people are going to show up when they get a court date? There was one woman last week who got a court date it said, notice to appear, it's 2023 still, guys. It said 2031. I, I mean, who's going to show up in 2031 at 7 a.m.? And how Do you know what you're doing next week at 7 a.m., let alone in 2031? Do you think they're just going to, like, get lost in the country? Absolutely. And that's why this is so darn dangerous. And, Robert, your point is a very serious one and a really important one. Thank you so much. Let's go to Paulina real quick. Line three. Paulina, your thoughts.
3: Yes, I um, echo all the, everything that you said. First of all, this flood of immigrants started with the Obama administration. They were dropping people uh, during the night at the towns and leaving them, as well as traveling all over the country in the airplanes. Um, and I want to mention when um, Eric Eric Adam comes on your uh, show, Carson Cuts Casby. You treat him with the kid 's gloves, never put him feet, the feet to the fire, actually, and another actually actually
2: listen. paulina that 's not true, but two things. one thing is um, we have actually um, we've had him on a number of times. I will say, um, I always respect the office of mayor just as I always respect the office of president um, despite uh, a lot of flaws, right, and it definitely is there, uh, but last time when he came on. I specifically said, what is your plan? It's getting cold. Where's this? What are you going to do with these people? Where are you going to go? Those are absolutely legitimate questions. Um, and uh, John uh my wonderful co-host, asked some tough questions, too. He also asked him, why does he think he's kind of being targeted by the Biden administration? Because it is interesting. There's a lot more to the story. He's complaining, at least, and I will give Mayor Eric Adams credit, at least he's complaining, I wish he complained a lot more, and I wish he didn't have a neon sign saying "Come to uh New York City and now he wonders why they all showed up <laughs> so believe me, uh, there is a lot of hypocrisy, uh, but we still ask a lot of questions uh, that deserve to be asked um, but I will always also try to be respectful too I think there's that balance but but we'll have them back on again and Paulina too if you have questions, you send them your way um and in fact, I always thought it'd be fun to maybe have them on and take questions from all of you that would be interesting let's see i'll throw that out there and see if he'll do that that would be an interesting moment or at least even if they're submitted from you guys or live from all of you guys uh we'll try that sometime paulina because i think everybody's voice deserves to be heard and uh and i've been i think very fair to him uh but i've also been very critical uh at appropriate times with him and he certainly has his mixture of both for sure (laughs) right now there is no question about it uh, but, Paulina, thank you very much. I appreciate it, and I'm glad that you're listening. We'll have, we'll try to get some of your questions in next time. Next time we do it, I'll say, hey, submit questions, and uh, we'll make sure we get yours in there. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to Rita Cosby filling in for Bo Snirdley.
1: Rush. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snirdley. Bo Snirdley. On 77 WABC. Welcome to the golden age of radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Nerdly, is on 77 WABC.
2: Well, we're finding out that the protesters know how to do it when it's day and night. It's not just night fever, they have day fever too. And in the last few hours, these protesters pro Palestinian, many of them shouting horrible anti Semitic slurs, they were blocking a lot of the big roadways leading into JFK. It also happened at LAX at the same time. This is so crazy. Why are they doing this? They're obviously trying to get attention, but it really is counterintuitive to any message that they have. Uh, Who's advising them? Oh, yeah, block traffic from holiday uh, travelers who are trying to get home and also people commuting. That's really going to engender yourself to these individuals who are already dealing with the headaches of JFK. Anytime I go through JFK, I say a prayer because it's such a hassle to go through the terminals and everything else. And then you're going to have protesters blocking the roadways when you leave. This is crazy. Take a listen. Here are some of the protesters just a little bit ago with their usual chants. And let's block JFK while we're at it, too. What a mess. And that's why this is so dangerous. And this is why I think people in leadership need to start taking a strong stance and saying you cannot be blocking roadways. Luckily, a number of them were arrested. I'm happy to see that. They should have done that from day one. And maybe they wouldn't have had the guts or cojones, since we're using Mexican phrases here, the cojones to do that. You know, I mean, come on. This is just crazy. But this comes as this is this new poll that came out that just stunned me. One in five young Americans has a positive view of Osama bin Laden. Is that not troubling? This is just shocking. This is a Daily Mail poll. They also did uh, another thing where it says that three in 10 Gen Zers Think the views of the nine eleven mastermind were quote a force for good? How reprehensible is that? Some of these people that are out there protesting, when they've been interviewed, and they're like, "Well, don't you disagree, obviously, with what happened with Hamas, what they did on nine eleven on you know October seventh, these horrible atrocities to the Israeli people?" Oh well, it wasn't that bad. I, I mean, are they the same people that answered this survey? What this says to me is we have a lot of work to do in our educational system with young people. If one in five young Americans actually has a positive view of the Al-Qaeda mastermind Osama bin Laden, this is so troubling, which is why we've got to see uh, what we can do about fixing our educational system. And we have to make sure that the people who come into our country, as we're talking about the border, love our country, and appreciate our nation. There are so many issues here. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to to Joaquin. Joaquin, uh, your thoughts about uh, what a mess our border is and and what we need to do to secure our country.
5: You know, Rita, I was just thinking something while I was on hold. Do you remember the Rudolph's Red-Nosed Reindeer Claymation? And the abominable snowman yes, Weird and majestic and respected he was. Yes. And then Hermie the elf, a.k.a. Joe Biden, came along and pulled his teeth.
2: Uh. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I'm not going to go there. But what I will say, Joaquin, is, um, you know, we clearly need to vet people for criminal backgrounds, uh, which is a whole different issue than what you're talking about. Um, how dangerous do you think the border is and how concerned are you?
5: It's very dangerous. And, you know, I want to go back to the Trump policy of remaining in Mexico. I don't think we remember this, but when uh, Trump did that and he put the pressure on Mexico, what did they do? They closed their southern border and wouldn't let anybody in.
2: Yes, and I don't see our president having the will. You just hit it on the head because it's easy to do. When the Mexican president at that time knew that Trump was serious and when he was talking about all the tariffs and everything else, Uh, guess what? Suddenly things got fixed pretty quickly because there's certain things that America can do in terms of trade and a lot of other things. Uh, And are they were worried about Trump. They were like, "Uh oh, this guy. Same thing with North Korea. Uh, You know, little rocket man was worried about Trump. Same thing with Iran. Uh, Iran was worried because they saw what he did to Soleimani. Remember, there was that American contractor that was killed. And then soon afterwards, uh, Soleimani had a missile uh, show up at his door. And he was the leader of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard. Our president is just, it is so appeasing and it's par for the course what he's doing on the border. And that is why it is so, so darn dangerous. Uh, Joaquin, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Let's go to Julie, line two. Julie, your thoughts. Yes, hi, Rita.
6: Listen, I'm just so worried about what's going on with Joe Biden because what I see from him, From day one, everything that he has done is to destroy America. I'm very scared that behind the scenes, what's uh, forcing him or guiding him to hurt this country as much as possible, and he's doing a good job. I'm very scared because all these people coming in were bound to have a terrorist attack. And the problem with that is it may be too late, they may hit us so bad that Joe Biden can turn around and say, oh, we're in war now, so we can cancel that election. I mean, I hate to think in them terms, but we're getting to that point where if we do get attacked and that happened in 9-11, we were supposed to have a primary that day and they cancel the primary because of 9-11. And little by little, Maybe they're timing this happen right
2: before the presidential election.
6: Rita, what do you think? I'm really scared. I'm really scared what's happening.
2: Well, and I am, too. And, and I, I agree with you um, where you started there, Julie, that a lot of his policies uh, are not good for America. Um, open borders, weakness, as we were just talking about, appeasement overseas. Uh, I mean, we just had uh, ballistic missiles come at a U.S. Navy ship. We shot them down, thank goodness. Uh, but the response was a little pinprick, um, you know, on a on a base in Iraq. So I, I mean, we we are just showing such vulnerability, and I am very worried. And you know, I also see, Julie, the other thing that just came down a couple hours ago is these efforts that are happening by states to try to get Trump off the ballot. That's happening at the same time as we're wide open and so vulnerable. Um, So I feel like the Biden administration, even though they say, oh, they know nothing like Sergeant Schultz, um, if you look at it, uh, all these efforts kind of happening, the Colorado State Supreme Court kicks Trump off the ballot. Uh, Good news for Trump today is the Michigan Supreme Court rejected that bid and they said, no, 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 we're not going to kick Trump off the 2024 ballot. They have a fairly liberal uh, state Supreme Court, but they made a very different decision than what Colorado did, and Michigan, I think, made the right decision. But you see all these kind of efforts of, like, trying to do whatever they can, and you see Jack Smith trying to fast-track it so he could do a case. So I am very worried. I think there's a lot of issues tied to our democracy and our Constitution that are on the line this year. I've never felt it was sort of challenged before. I never imagined. I remember um, a caller on on my later show, on, on the Rita Cosby show, we had somebody who called in. A couple um, months ago, Terry, I can't believe I remember his name, and he called and he said, Rita, they're going to try to kick Trump off by the 14th Amendment. And at that point, there was like no talk of it. And it was like, what are you talking about? You know, he's right. He's right. They're trying to kick Trump off every which way but loose. And then I have these policies that are anti-American in so many ways. And that I agree with you, Julie. It is a really dangerous situation. Uh, let's go to Joseph. Line three, Joseph, your thoughts.
9: Uh, hello, Rita. Yes, I'd like to talk about this that the American people are in danger. Um, uh, and I'd like to talk about uh, Article 2, Section 4, what impeachment is and what the scholars have written about impeachment. And impeachment is supposed to be there to remove the president, vice president, or uh, civil officers who uh, pose a danger to the American people at the present time. So the crimes he's committed now, not before when he was vice president. That's what the Republicans should go after. And one of those things is the fact that we're being invaded uh, by so many people. We don't know who they are. I'm an immigrant. I came in the 50s, as, as a, as a, uh, and I'm a, a legal immigrant, and we had to wait. My parents from Italy to, uh, worked in the Bronx. I lived in the Bronx for 40 years. Uh, they were in factories, and they had to be sponsored. And I had grandparents here and uncles and aunts, and they had to wait seven years after World War II. Uh, to come here, so I, I have an understanding and, and, a, and a sympathy for immigrants, but but these are this is an invasion. This is different and it poses a danger to the American people. So the Constitution, with uh, what scholars have written about it, the constitutional scholars, is that that's why we have impeachment is to remove a dangerous president or vice president or civil officers that can pose a danger to the American people, and that's what he's doing right now. He got he. Uh, he did that. He's bringing it. Also, he allowed fentanyl to come in, which uh, uh, China uh, – t- I think I talked about this uh, many times before. China needs the uh, – Afghanistan, where it gets its, its poppy – it needs the poppy fuels to get the opium. And opium is a precursor to fentanyl. So China still in Afghanistan. When when Biden took the troops out and caused the death of 13 soldiers in the, and uh, an injury to 45 or more uh, soldiers seriously wounded – that's something that is is a against the uh, Constitution. That's causing harm to the American people. That's why they should go. The Republicans should go after him on that. That's a grounds for impeachment. That's serious stuff.
2: Yeah, I by the way, I, I actually uh, agree with you. To me, the wide open border. And that's why, like, um, you know, I, I first of all, I couldn't believe when they came to the vote on Mayorkas that Mayorkas didn't get impeached. I know you're talking about Joe Biden, but that was stunning that that failed. Uh, but. I always believe that, you know, if my orcas got removed, Biden's just going to put another one in there because you're right. Uh, It's Biden's policies that are perpetrating this. And it is. And if you look at the fact that suddenly 10 million people have come into this country uh, that are not checked, not vetted, where they could have stayed in Mexico and had been vetted. And it was a system that was working. He blew it up when he came in. Uh, because it all and had Trump uh, Trump's success on it. And he didn't want that. Um, I actually I agree with you. I actually think that that to me is a much more serious issue right now. Um, who knows where what Comer uncovers? Who knows where it, it goes? Um, but all you have to do is just look at one day on the border and say, wait a minute, uh, this is not sustainable for a country's sovereignty. Rita Cosby filling in for Bo Snerdly. And we'll continue your calls after the break, everybody.
1: Rush. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Bo Snerdly. On 77 WABC. Welcome to the golden age of radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, is on 77 WABC.
2: This is not a spaceship, this is Van Halen Jump, I believe, the long version. So we'll we'll, we'll kind of put it in the background, we'll get to it, because we like the chorus on this one when it comes up to it. But we, by the way, you want to stay with us here on 77 WABC Radio, because coming up on and Cosby, the great John and the TDs, and I... Have a full great roster of guests. We have former NYPD Commissioner Bill Bratton coming up, also former Customs and Border Protection Commissioner, Mark Morgan, Judge Napolitano, Steve Forbes. The list goes on and on and on. Curtis Lee will also gonna be talking about crime in New York. And we're gonna be talking about this crazy horrible situation of the stabbing that took place on Christmas morning by a deranged man. Wait, here it is. I think I hear it. Here it is. There it is. We recognize that part. There it is. And sadly, on Christmas morning, this crazy guy who attacked these two young tourists, turns out he had a rap sheet a mile long, at least 17 other prior offenses. What was he doing out? We're going to talk about that and so much more. Cats and Cosby coming up next we